Welcome to the Televerse, streaming in place. Gravity Falls. Hello and welcome back to Streaming in Place. This is Kate Kalzik, joined as ever by Alison Shoemaker and Noel Kirkpatrick. And I don't have any silly names for y'all because, frankly, we're not that inspired. Spoiler alert, listeners. Uh, today we're talking about Gravity Falls Season 2, Episodes 5, 6, and 7, uh, which had such promising titles. Uh, or intriguing titles, Zeus, uh, Zeus and the Real Girl, Little Gift Shop of Horrors, and Society of the Blind Eye. And, oof, these are rough. So, yeah, we're not very excited about these. We've talked a little bit beforehand, but also just I feel confident saying that, having done this podcast with y'all for over a year now, <laughs> and um, knowing how I felt re-watching these. I was like, oh, that's why I don't remember much about these. Ah, so... I don't have any snappy nicknames. Um, uh, Nola, I'll start to you first um, because you were you already expressed yesterday that you were not looking forward to at least one of these. Um, was this a one, two, three punch for you of, uh, oh, yeah. Or was there one that really stood out? So Susan the Real Girl for me really stands out as particularly bad for any number of reasons. Um, and we can get into them. Um, it is also just not aged really well is the other problem um, since dating sims are now everywhere within the gaming community and the audience for them has shifted really dramatically um so that hasn't gone well for them um when they made this it was obviously a very different audience um little gift shop of horrors i think is fine um except for the resolution of it so i treat the episode as non-canon it is not a canonical episode of Gravity Falls. Mm-hmm. And Society of the Blind Eye is fine. Like, it's perfectly fine. It is serviceable to a certain degree. But Seuss and the Real Girl just really makes me upset. So. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay. Well, you're more excited about two of these episodes than I am. So that's something. So we're going <laughs> to hold on to it. Allison, how are you? Oh, Kate, I'm with you. Um, <laughs> I I wonder if maybe part of my frustration here is that... Uh, is that the titles were so promising. Um, like the fact that Little Gift Shop of Horrors was what it was is really, it's not the unkindest cut, but it feels like the unkindest cut. Um, I think that it is possible that um, Little Gift Shop of Horrors and Society of the Blind Eye might have played better. Um, I might have been able to more easily turn a blind eye to some of my issues with both of those um, if I had not been so pissed about Seuss and the real girl, just so pissed. Um, Really very mad about it. I was so mad that I watched like the first five minutes of the next one. And then I was like, you know what? Nope. Can't watch this right now. And just walked away and did something else and watched it this morning. Instead, watched the next two this morning instead. And I was still mad enough that it helped. So I've, I've done some, uh, some coping, um, I have a very full bottle of water so that I can drink as much water as I need. I'm going to take an edible. Hold on. Go ahead and just do that. There we go. Folks, that's um, not going to kick in for like 30 minutes. So we're yeah, not even going to. It's the comfort. It's yeah. pro- and like it's knowing the- that it's coming. And then at, yeah. as we wind down the conversation, it'll help, you know, transition out. Yes. I turned yeah. on my tiny, unnecessary, glowing, um, changing color llama lamp. Okay. Um. And um, I guess it's actually an alpaca lamp, whatever. Anyway, um, and last but not least, uh, I cleanse my palate by watching season. Hold on. I want to make sure I get the exact numbers right. 
Season two, episode five of Murder, She Wrote, Sing a Song of Murder, the episode in which Angela has to go to London to what she thinks is the funeral of her cousin, uh, Emma McGill. But then it turns out that Emma's not really dead and, and she just thinks someone's trying to kill her. Uh, so that is how I felt about those episodes. Okay. Yeah. So congratulations, Nell. You're the one defending comparatively <laughs> the, the last two. But we'll start out with the one that is the most uh, glaring for, for, for us. Uh, Marcus says Bottomless Pit was a much better vignette episode than Little Get Shop of Horrors. And yeah, I a thousand times. Agree. Yes. Um, but Susan, the real goal, girl, Noel, kick us off. What, like, where do you want to start? I mean, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the tired cliche of video games and losers getting a tr- getting into 2D women? Um, do you want to start with an exoticized other uh, coded as Japanese because it's anime who is deranged and violent and dangerous? Um, or do you want to start at the... Yeah, I don't know where. It's just bad. It's bad, and it's very frustrating. And, um, I mean, I've played Dating Sims. I I hate that the one thing, the other big complaint I have is, you know, there's more than one girl that you can date in Dating Sims. You don't have to date this one. There's always more options so that you can replay the game. Um, I hate that that was one of the critiques I have. Oh, that's one of my critiques. I played Dream Daddy. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I'm talking about when I talk about how that genre and that audience has shifted really significantly for dating sims. Um, They definitely still make those uh, types that Seuss was playing. Um, But that that whole thing has shifted really dramatically since this episode was conceived of. And I think there's a lot more acceptance for the dating sim as a genre within the video gaming community overall um, than there probably was when this episode was made, um, which was specifically made because one of the directors and then Alex Hirsch's girlfriend at the time were both really into dating sims, which feels like a terrible thing to acknowledge. But here we are. Um, So, yeah, I don't like it. I don't like... Mabel's weird kind of aggressiveness of so excited to be matchmaking that it's kind of weird. Um, and I don't like Seuss's kind of bumbling awkwardness gets played really weirdly for me in this one. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't like it. And it's, it is air quotes problematic in that it is racist and sexist. Yeah. Well, it's also just super toxic just generally. And this is an issue the show has run into previously around dating. Um, And it's, it's, you can chalk some of that up to the fact that our, our um, characters that are theoretically guiding the choices and giving advice are children. So it makes sense that they don't necessarily have like just some stuff with Dipper has come up previously that in like when Stan is your more reasonable, (laughs) like, person about giving out advice it makes sense he doesn't understand anything about dating and relationships and and he has you know he buys into a bunch of sexist and stupid um uh just givens i guess for how he approaches relationships um so it, it makes sense that mabel and dipper are giving advice and doing things and like saying things to Seuss that are sexist and and uh and and racist with the simulator like that's not the characters but that's the the show but there's nothing counteracting that there's nothing 
you know, we get a little bit of that, that with Wendy later in Sight of the Blind Eye, just, you know, like kind of trying to steer Mabel away from defining herself so much with like, like by being boy crazy and chasing these and identifying herself worth based on how other people see it. Like we get a little bit of counter counteracting of that in that episode, but in this episode it's just predatory and treating women as objects and goals and, um, you know, like the, the pep talk of, you know, who, what, what are you going to do? Go on a date. And who, what, what are her, what are her interests? Interesting. Like what, what is she talking about? Interesting, no matter what. And who's going to pay? I'm going to pay. Like it's such, it's, it's not funny <laughs> to me. Um, and yes, it makes sense that, that like I can buy Dipper and Mabel and Seuss with what we're seeing here, buying into this logic and having like for reasons that fit the character, but you need a counterbalance or else it's just frustrating uh, as a viewer. And it's just contributing to really toxic, um, just societal messaging around dating. Yeah. Um, I'm even more mad than that. Uh, I think that some of this comes down to, again, having these three episodes all paired together, but watching them and having so much focus on even just like fleetingly on romantic pairings um, and some reminders of romantic pairings sort of meshed up in that sort of underlined that it's a lot of... um, nerdy guys who are either interested in women that they consider unattainable in some way, um, who aren't usually anything beyond unattainable. Um, or it's Mabel, uh, who is only interested in unrealistic fantasies and her connections are entirely like, wow, my eyes are huge without any sort of emotional component. And then it's over and we're just, meant to assume that she still cares and that doesn't make any sense uh and then on on top of that the one time that we see seuss go on a date with a human woman um her defining characteristic is that she's not smart enough to realize that he's not trying to be funny that he's just an idiot um and that's what makes her good. That's what makes her a good date is that she goes, oh, you're hilarious. Um, and that's really frustrating. And it's all of it. I mean, even the things that we know about Stan's romantic history is all like nerdy, cool guy took the girl. And now I'm going to have to hippies. whatever. Totally. Exactly. And then we've got Robbie who here we we see him getting brain erased in one of these episodes. So like. What does that say about his whole... And we are meant to think that Robbie is a jerk, but the point is that Robbie is a jerk um, and Dipper is not, right? Like, that's where our allegiance is supposed to be, even though they've sort of put that storyline to bed. Regardless, I'm super mad about it. Um, I don't want to make assumptions about the makeup of the writer's room and the makeup of the producers. Um, And just because there are women and non-binary folks and queer folks on a writing staff does not mean that the people working on that show are that the show itself is going to be all that progressive or inclusive uh, because not everybody actually gets a voice in the room. Even if they're present in the room, Um, things get changed by showrunners and EPs and networks and all kinds of stuff. Um, But it sure feels like no woman read any of these scripts ever. Uh, And it's becoming increasingly clear to me that I love Mabel. 
who is definitely girly, um, but who seems more like a collection of manic traits and they just gravitate towards the things they think girls like, as opposed to really developing her. And I know that's a lot to ask from a kid's show, but we have watched other kid's shows where it wasn't that hard. So I just, um, I'm just, I'm just going to need them to just start using their fucking brains. I'm sorry. I'm so grumpy (laughs) about this. I'm going to get on my llama, (laughs) alpaca. Um, yeah, I'm real pissed. It made it very hard to enjoy the next two episodes, especially once we got, um, uh, Waddles as Stephen Hawking, um, and some other shit. So, uh, this is going to be your favorites with Allison Shoemaker. Let's go. Love it. I can see why you dig that. It's because it's, it's delightful and fun and also very validating, um, and cathartic. Uh, so yes, I'm on board. Noel, any other any other thoughts on on Seuss and the Real Girl before we move on to the next? No, I do <laughs> want to point out that Marcus um, agrees with the problematic points that we've raised, and but he also feels like the mall setting is fundamentally ungravity falls. So even before the problematic stuff starts, it already feels a little off, which I think is a really good point. Yeah, there shouldn't um, be a mall in Gravity Falls. Like there can be a freestanding, not Chuck E. Cheese, whatever, like owls, yes. whatever, but it shouldn't be in a mall. Yeah. yeah, the swap yeah, yeah. meet feels very Gravity Falls. The mall does not at all. Yeah, yeah. It, it felt really, it does feel really weird um, that it's there. That's a um, great point. Yeah, even all like right. a strip outlet mall would have made more sense, I feel like, than like a mall mall. Um, and yeah, even the thing with the Chuck E. Cheese knockoff was very much a, another video game riff from five, five Nights at Freddy's, which is basically just a horror game in which you're trapped in a terrible terrible Chuck E. Cheese which has now been not remade into a movie starring Nicolas Cage which by the way is excellent. Willy's Wonderland is very good for exactly what it is. Um, (laughs) BT dubs Nicolas Cage doesn't say a word in the entire movie. It's amazing. Um, Anyway yeah no, let's talk about um, Little Gift Shop of Hers and yeah none of the like I like Clay Day um because I like the, I like the, um, I like claymation stuff and I like jokes about how expensive it is and how time consuming it is. And yes, no, obviously people use black magic to make stop motion because who would, who would move everything a frame at a time? Um, but the rest of these are not particularly good, um, on a range of levels. And I don't like how it ends. Like I aggressively do not like how it ends. Um, cause Stan is a jerk. He doesn't kidnap people. Yeah. So I'm really confused about all of this, which is why I treat it as not canonical. Everything else is the other two episodes are clearly canonical because what's her name from the meat cute pops up again in a later episode. But um, I I treat all of this as not a Gravity well, Falls episode. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a good way to end the horror kind of yeah. wraparound. But no, Mabel's not going to play tic-tac-toe with a man who's trapped asking for help and neither is Dipper and neither is Seuss and neither is Wendy. Right. So like. Wendy's going to keep reading avoid eye contact avoid eye- monthly. See, there are those. See, that's the thing. There are those little things in there that are delightful, like avoid eye, co- eye contact monthly or uh meat cute is an excellent name for a sliced deli meat uh, stand um, in a relationship based uh, or themed moment. Right. Like, there's those those little things are still there, but it's just uh, yeah the oh man it just 
I don't know if it's worth the energy to tear into the first of these three because it's so similar to our issues yeah. with Seuss and the real girl, but it's bad and it's not funny to keep coding characters at as um to, to keep coding characters that are identified as as women um with masculine what are considered coded masculine traits and voices and therefore they are undesirable and therefore they uh don't and, and ugly and nobody wants to spend any time with them and it's appropriate to laugh at them um and they they we've already complained about that a lot with Brenda they're they're doing that here with the witch um like it's yeah it's it, it's 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 a continuing problem with yeah. the show we don't i don't know that we need to get into it I, I i'll say this it um it's this this particular segment is a good example of how that kind of toxic garbage can easily pollute something that could otherwise be really entertaining because i love creepy hand things one of my favorite songs in the world is by a now defunct band called elvis bride and the refrain is um because otters have no use for hands but that's not true they want your hands they want your thumbs they want your ability to pick things up anyway it's the best (laughs) um so like that is great um i love a a witch in a cave like give me a witch in a cave that's great the cave makeover Yes, and that is really that as a an ending, that was the subversion that I was looking for, but then it stopped, right? Then the gross slovenly witch was just grateful that I can't even believe it's the same cave. Would have been such a great line if it weren't in this little cesspool. Um and and I can't separate them, and I shouldn't have to. And if we weren't watching this for streaming in place this is probably where i would stop watching gravity falls is this three episode pack uh, but y'all assure me that there are great things ahead and i've enjoyed a lot of what came previously so i'm gonna power through um but please for the love of god just have other people read your scripts wow it's frustrating and we're gonna return to the subject of the next one on the topic of lazy susan so uh, what I texted Kate and Noel was, what did they let T.J. Miller guest write these episodes? Um, and uh, I stand by that. The, uh, the the second episode or the mini story, the best thing about it is the title because the title is A Baconings. And I love that. Yes. An excellent title. Um, I have problems with Neil deGrasse Tyson um, because he's been accused of assault and a hostile work environment. And more. he just sucks on Twitter. Uh, yeah, he also, there's that, um, as well, but, uh, and, and it, the most frustrating thing for me about that is the fact that so many prominent people seem to forget about that until it gets brought up again by somebody. Yeah. Um, and so like, he'll be off of like the talk show circuit for a while. And then after whatever, and it quotes appropriate time is, he'll be back on Colbert or in that kind of thing. And it really bothers me. Um, so I can't even enjoy like. The, oh, Waddles gets to talk part of it. Um, and having that distance, uh, when I, as I rewatched this uh, episode, because the first time I watched it, um, I didn't know about that. I was much more on board with De, uh, with, with DeGrasse Tyson. Um, so I, I got a chuckle out of that. But without that, without going in, having a positive connection to that voice, I was then just seeing all of the really messed up language and uh, messaging of that around disability and around uh um just whether again it's 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 all it's a soup it's a super 
um, conditioned in thing. And we all, I also complained about this with um, the, the photocopy double dipper episode of like, oh, they're, they're better off just not existing than having a disability or needing to use a wheelchair or, or like, you know, being in meetings. So we'll just, you know, Waddles go, just goes back to not having a personality or just, you know, like, and that's supposed to be a, a happy ending because Mabel is so insecure in herself and her identity. She can't be excited for her best pig friend in the world to have autonomy. Um, so it's just, oh, yeah, the more the, that's one where like, it seems like a fun idea on paper. And the more you actually think about what it's saying, the more disturbing and frustrating it is to me. Yep. Yep. Um, there are, um, the, the thing that's remarkable about Stephen Hawking is his mind, um, not his illness, not his disability, um, not any of that shit. Uh, so it makes sense that yes, Waddles would become a genius and then would need to build a way for him to communicate and transport himself. And I understand why it is that that's where their minds went, but there's also a giant precedence in comic books and sci-fi of people coming up with solving problems for, um, obstacles that they have in the, in regard with regards to movement or communication or anything else. Uh, it doesn't have to, like, it's just so lazy and thoughtless and, um, super frustrating and i didn't even realize it was neil degrasse tyson and that's just like that's just insult to injury um well, if you really want insult to injury they recorded all of that with someone else and they didn't like it and they kept trying to get degrasse tyson to do it and he finally agreed so there's an ep- there's a version of this episode where he's not even in it uh, <sighs> great um i just but uh, I, it just really made me mad. Um, also, I've n- I, I don't buy that Mabel would be like, yeah, let's do shock jock stuff. Like, no, 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 she wouldn't. Um, she wouldn't. So, uh, I, and she wouldn't be bummed about Waddles being able to talk. Nobody would be bummed if their beloved pet, who was their best friend, could suddenly communicate with them. Nobody would be bummed. Freaked out? Yes. Bummed? No. Nancy Drew could talk? No. That'd be sweet. That'd be cool as hell. Until until a certain point where she's just like, hey, Allison, what if we kill Tom? Totally. Like, <laughs> have we thought about murder today? Like, yes, it would be creepy. But Waddles wouldn't do that. No, Waddles would not do Waddles that. Waddles still wants tummy tickles, right? So he's still theoretically Waddles, and you, you can want tummy tickles and also be, uh, you know, teaching the solving the world's problem. Yes, listen, I'm not waddle smart, but I'm pretty smart, and I have this lamp of an alpaca that changes colors. Why? No idea, but I have it, and I love it because you can be both. It's not like Dipper's the smart one, and Mabel's the wacky one, and Waddles has to pick a side. That's not how it works. People contain multitudes. Get it together, Gravity Falls. And they did a whole episode about how Mabel's whole thing is really significant and important. So, mm-hmm. um, so Clay Day. Let's talk about Clay Day. Um, yeah. Okay. Clay Day, I actually like some of the stuff of, and it's mostly the things yeah. you already mentioned. Um, like, yeah, it's also really expensive. Yeah, I'm glad I can see what's happening. Like, that was all delightful. Um, yeah, I like the design of the, of the, 
claymation monsters. I don't think it necessarily made sense, the level to which Mabel's afraid. Um, it's just needed yeah. for the plot. Um, but that's about all I have for this one. Yeah, I think it's fine. Um, I also really like claymation. Um, and I think some of the in-jokes were fine. But if that's the best one in the episode, it's not a strong yeah. anchor. So. No, I, I agree. It was fine. Yeah. It seemed like they wanted to do a claymation thing. Yeah, and they, don't, they didn't have the money to do a whole one because, again... It's very expensive. Expensive. Um. So yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Side of the blind eye. Let's keep yeah. powering through here, guys. <laughs> Allison, is it time for your favorites with Allison Shoemaker about Lazy Susan, or do you need a break? <laughs> I mean, Jennifer Coolidge is a mm-hmm. goddess. Um, it's not on her. Uh, but I just, I'm really tired of all of the non Mabel and Wendy female characters on Gravity Falls being in some way grotesque. Um, I'm tired of the shit with her eye. I, and then, and then we all build, we build. And it made, then it made me all mad about her thing with Stan again. And he, when he fucking abandoned her on that day. Ugh. And then um, we get to her being brain wiped. Um, and uh, she's walking out and she says, I'm so confused. Why am I here? This little am I a man or a woman? I don't know. And I was like, you know what? Just everybody shut the fuck up. Just let's. Mm, nope. Just don't. Just stop. Just really stop. Like, don't. If you don't know how to write women, just stop. Just write your bro show and stop attempting it because it's incredibly frustrating. I can watch your little bros and be fine. If you can, if you've got Mabel, great. I'll just enjoy Mabel. Um, it's, it makes me mad. Uh, the rest of the episode was fine. I guess. (laughs) I guess. Yeah, I think it is fine. Um, it's a lot of like mythos plot stuff. Um, so we get like a little bit of answers. McGucket gets explained, um, which I think is a question that I think was a reasonable one to answer. Um, I agree. Um, because it kind of feeds into that loop of this character makes sense within this world because he's a cartoon character, because he's just an old man who's dressed like a prospector from 1849. Um, so it all makes sense within like the weirdness of Gravity Falls. And I think giving it an explanation of what it is, which is I'm onto something, but I don't want to remember any of this stuff is a really tired and well-worn trope, but I think the execution here is pretty fine. It just, when it veers into kind of dull, hot fuzzness, I just kind of get bored. Um, Because hot fuzz does this a lot better. Um, Minus the brain wrap, just murder instead, just outright murder, Um, which I'm not sure is better, fictionally speaking. But it's more entertaining in hot fuzz. Um, so I think that there's just, it's just kind of meh. Um, but it, what's more frustrating than anything for me is, is that it's a really good concept for given how weird Gravity Falls is, is that this should be a much bigger thing, I think is the thing of everyone knows that the town is weird, but they just keep willfully forgetting about it. And what does this do? So I think that there's a better store version of this story that comes at like the end of a season, as opposed to a mid season reveal of this is McGucket and you only have X number of days slash hours until everything goes to hell. Um, 
and that's that's for me is really frustrating but if you were going to do a, a third season i feel like this is near the end where you get like a big secret about the town in and of itself is this group but we don't know anything about them until this episode so it's just kind of meh i mean i think if you do more of a uh, doctor who beast below situation where the they're the townspeople are choosing yeah. to forget stuff that really exactly. changes the context yeah. but they don't do that here they've taken away consent and i think it's i think it's crucial that this the whole mind wiping thing starts with him actively seeking a way to forget and then over time becomes like this cadre of people within the town just scrambling the brains of anyone who notices something that they've decided they shouldn't notice. But how do they know what they're not supposed to notice unless they aren't scrambling themselves? You know, like who's in, like, it's not like blind Ivan delightfully voiced by Peter Serkman, by the way, um, is the, like the keeper of the knowledge. And so it's his job and everybody else like remembers that he's in charge. And it's like, it's, it's not like they they don't get into that part of it. It just is a, you don't, you know, it, it just is a, you don't have, you don't get to decide what you remember and what you don't. You don't get to decide what is traumatic for you. And therefore it would be helpful to be able to, to lose that memory versus this is something that you need to process and, and heal and like keep with you. But they, they're not interested in actually engaging with that concept in a meaningful way. Um, and then the solution is to just have our heroes mind wipe everyone, which is not good. <laughs> it's not better. <laughs> and how does that change anything? And how does that resolve anything? Um, it's okay when our heroes do it, guys. It's okay when our heroes remove part of someone's memory and theoretically endanger them um, for losing their grasp on their senility, right? Like, or, or losing their get- grasp on their sanity. And it's just, oh, it's really, it's, again, it's another one that, like, the, the more that you actually peel back the layers, the more uh, upsetting it is for me. And then you throw in the stuff, like, the gender stuff that's in there that's not good as well. You throw in some of the other, you know, uh, just character exchanges. Um, like, what is the, like, the Lisa Susan I thing and and um, Wendy and Mabel get on him about that and it's like very much a oh you know what women are like you know yeah oh God. they're always they've got to have an opinion about something um yeah yeah marcus says the townspeople chosen to be in the cult also seems to be random yes yep very much so, so i do think it's a probably a in joke of the guy who has like chin forehead and everything tattooed on his face this explains that well i think that the the plot hole point is really well made because I thought we were going to get a sort of an, an amendment. Like I thought we were going to get a little bit of a course correction when we were watching the McGuckin memories. Cause I just assumed when he blasted himself the first time, the next thing we were going to see is, was him saying, okay, I'm about to test this for the first time. And that was our explanation is that every time he thought he was testing it for the first time. And then eventually that's how you end up here. Um, but that's not what they went with. So the mechanics don't make any sense. And I can forgive the mechanics not making sense if the thematic underpinnings are really sound, but there was just like a little boop on the end of like, 
maybe we need to learn from our mistakes. And then that was it. And I'm sorry, like you're living in a post-eternal sunshine of the spotless mind age. You've got to be better than that. If you're going to do this story, like, yes, the beast below, because that becomes a story about consent and also accountability, right? Like there are layers. You got to do better than that. It can't just be like, boop, doop, doop, now we're done. Nope. Try harder. Try harder, Gravity Falls. <laughs> well, <laughs> listeners, Allison's holding on to that llama <laughs> as best she can. Um, do we have any final thoughts on these three episodes? No. I don't want to watch them again. Don't make me watch them again. I didn't even watch Society no, of the Blind No, don't watch them again. Twice. You watched them I didn't twice. Watch Why did you watch them twice? twice? I did um, the other two twice because okay. uh, I'd watched them so early. Like, a week and a half ago because I just went on a little tear. Yeah. Um, so I needed to watch them again. Um, I like the explanation for pie stealing. There we go. <laughs> if the episode had ended with um, little men are stealing my pies. Great. <laughs> End of episode. Just explain. It's like the mini golf. Explain why pies go missing. No, it's not fairies. It's gnomes. It's gnomes. Um, well, we've got two episodes coming up on uh, Monday, and one of them I do not remember, and I'm concerned based on the title um, and some of the recent track record. And one of them I don't remember, but I'm encouraged by the title, and I think I remember it being fun. Um, so, Allison, episode eight and nine are our next two episodes. Episode nine is the one I'm more I'm more hesitant about because it's called The Love God. Questions, thoughts, predictions. Uh, unless this is an affectionate spoof of the Mike Myers film, The not. Love Guru, I'm not interested. <laughs> okay. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll be just great. <laughs> so and episode eight is the no, Noel says no. Uh oh, gird your loins, listeners. Uh, episode eight though is Blendon's game. Is that meaningful to you? At Do you all? remember Blendon? Yes. Time traveler dude from season one. Yes. Brendan Blendon? Blendon Blandon. Blendon Blandon. I knew it was something like that. Yes. I will revisit that episode before we watch. But that is encouraging because I love time travel. Let's do it. Yeah. So fingers crossed. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Hopefully we'll be happier next week. You know what? If nothing else, my expectations are lower um, because none of them is called Seuss and the Real Girl or... Uh, little gift shop of horrors i'm just never gonna stop being resentful because you know what when legends of tomorrow names an episode legends of to meow meow they don't follow up with something that just makes you mad they follow through <laughs> on the promise of the title and it's true it's just like guest starring john noble you know john noble will has been in those episodes previously already because he was voicing someone but physically he is now present <laughs> the good the bad and the cuddly I'm there. I'm ready. And then they follow through. So hell, I'm going to need Gravity Falls will, to live up to I will that say standard. that there is an episode coming up in which the title is mostly delivered upon. And the, yes. Great. Yeah. Can't wait. Yes. Definitely. Okay. Well, we're going to leave it there. Thank you, Marcus, for joining us uh, in the chat and sharing some of your thoughts. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next week. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>